Well, did you hear about the eight-year-old Sam Baker who recently climbed El Capitan, uh, which is a 3,000-foot wall of rock in Yosemite Park? Has anybody ever been to Yosemite and seen El Capitan? Okay, a few of you. Did you climb it while you were there? No? Okay. Uh, My question would be, what kinds of things were you doing when you were eight years old? Probably weren't climbing El Capitan. You probably weren't doing much of anything except playing video games or watching reruns on television. Well, it took four days for Sam to do this, which required exposure to the elements while sleeping and eating suspended on the sheer face of the rock. His father and a team of guides provided him with support and guidance as he ascended up to the top. But to be ready for the climb, Sam followed instructions from those who had climbed it and practiced those instructions for 18 months. So even before he was eight, he was working on this and climbing other mountains, not quite as uh, tall as El Capitan, just to be able to be ready for that. What we've just heard in our gospel this morning is a set of instructions, warnings, and wisdom from Jesus for those who would continue to follow him. And these were difficult conversations uh, that they would have around this topic as Jesus would begin to talk about some of the things that were getting ready to happen. And so Jesus gives them uh, these words that we've heard in our gospel this morning. And Jesus was preparing them for the chaos that was coming by describing what it would be like for Israel, and especially for them, because of their allegiance to Him. He wanted them to stay true to Him and to beware of those who would come in His name and lead them away from Him and from His words to take on a call other than the one that He gave them as His disciples. And so He said, beware. Amidst the chaos, they were to keep their eyes on Him and what He called them to be and do in the world. Now that the days are short and there is more darkness, uh, don't you love it? No, I haven't talked to anybody recently that loves it. Uh, It is so dark out there right now. And there's going to be more darkness before, uh, I think it's around Kyle Kelly's birthday. And something shifts in the universe. Yeah. Uh, So hopefully your birthday will come soon and quickly. Uh, But it's hard to see when you're driving, isn't it? A lot of cars now have those super bright LED lights, and uh, they just catch you as you're driving down the road, and uh, it's difficult to see beyond them. They are blinding, especially when they're coming at you on a two-lane highway at night. And they say don't flash your lights at them, uh, because something like they'll pull you over and shoot you or something, I don't know. Um, But it is bright out there when those lights are shining in your face. Someone writing with me once told me not to look at the lights because that's your first tendency is to kind of keep your eyes on the lights to see where the car is coming towards you, but to keep your eyes down on the road and the yellow line that is there in the middle to make sure that you don't run off the road. Well, that was good advice for me and has repeatedly kept me out of the ditch many times. And that's good advice for us today as well as followers of Jesus, that we are to keep our eyes on the path of Jesus. 
with all of the conflict between light and darkness in our lives and world today. As you follow Jesus, keep your eyes on Him and stay true to Him and to His call on your life. And I say this to uh, those who are coming today to be baptized, to uh, Javante and uh, to Wes, for us uh, to also hear those words. To know this is a reminder to us, to those who call themselves followers of Jesus. Today, we are witnesses to Wes and Giovante's response and to the call. And we're going to talk more about that in a moment. To the call that Jesus has on your life. Because today you are responding to that call. And as such, as we are witnesses, we are invited to remember when we too responded to Jesus' call and to renew our vows of baptism. And as a congregation, you're going to have opportunity to do that as well. And you can do so by remembering your call from Jesus to be His follower. Think about it. Where were you when you first felt that call? And of course, maybe it was a process in your life. I think for most of us, it was a process. It didn't just happen when we woke up one day, but As we began to hear words of the gospel, as we heard from a Sunday school teacher or a pastor or someone else, then we began to think about that for our own lives. Maybe it was in watching someone else get baptized and we began to sense the Spirit of God working in our lives to say that that is something that we need to do and that we would want to do. But as you think about it, you think about how it felt and then what you did next in your life. And if you haven't responded to Jesus with baptism, wouldn't this be a great day to make that commitment? I'm not sure that we can uh, get you in the water today, uh, but for us to have a conversation about it, maybe after the service is over. Also, we can also stay true to Jesus and His call by being aware of what or who can lead us astray. At this time in our world, there are many who say they are Jesus. I've had liter- people literally tell me that uh, right here in this, in this room. Uh, some people passing through the neighborhood that would tell me that they are Jesus. And maybe even have uh, teaching that sounds like that of Jesus, but it's not. And they have false versions of Him. There are also many things in our world that can lead us away from Jesus and who Jesus truly was and is and what He actually said. We must stay true to Jesus. Jesus wanted to be clear with His followers about how some people would treat them. And this is where I I think a lot of disciples uh, that were hanging around Jesus began to kind of question what they were doing with their lives. He told them about being arrested, taken to court, betrayed, hated, and maybe even killed because of His name and their connection to it. No doubt, many... Uh, who had followed to that point, slipped out of the crowd that day and went back home after counting the cost. And let's be honest, all of us probably would have thought about doing that. Once he started talking about going to jail or being uh, you know, persecuted and whipped and beaten or sawed in half, we would have thought differently about what we were doing. And maybe we would, we would have decided to go forward, but we certainly would have counted the cost. And that was true for them. Following Jesus wasn't always going to be easy. Ryan Holiday has written a book about 
uh, obstacles. And it has become a great resource. It's been a New York Times bestseller, uh, but also a great resource for athletes, teams, and businesses. And the title is, The Obstacle is the Way. The subtitle is, The Timeless Art of Turning Trials into Triumph. A description of the book summarizes what it is about. There is a formula for success that's been followed by the icons of history, from John D. Rockefeller to Amelia Earhart to Ulysses S. Grant to Steve Jobs. A formula that let them turn obstacles into opportunities. Faced with impossible situations, they found the astounding triumphs that we all seek. The author writes that the formula is this, and it is one that comes from Marcus Aurelius. The impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. There's a lot of wisdom in that, isn't there? Jesus, in talking His disciples, said there are going to be a lot of obstacles, but those obstacles are going to be your way. And as you continue through them, great things will happen. And so as you follow Jesus today, Realize that your journey won't always be easy and there will be obstacles in your path. For those coming to be baptized today, that is something to hear. Uh, The feeling that you have as you come out of the water, and you will come out of the water, I promise, um, as you come out of the water today, that you would recognize that's a great feeling. But sometimes there are going to be difficulties in following Jesus. Not everyone will like what you're doing as one of His followers. Wearing His name and bearing His cross can get you into a lot of trouble with some people and in some places. Some people may not like how you love everyone, even your enemies. Some won't think it's cool to not always go along with the crowd. Others may ridicule you for being honest at work or school for doing the right thing. And there will be other obstacles along the way as you follow Jesus, like not having all the resources that you need, language differences when helping immigrants find their way to safety and a brighter future, cold and damp weather when throwing a church block party. And it was a bit cold yesterday, but we had hot chocolate. The stress and challenges of taking care of people who can't care for themselves. The terrors of war when defending our nation as we recognize veterans for doing uh, that in this last week on Veterans Day. A lack of heat while worshiping on a cold Sunday morning. Good things don't come easy. And that's certainly true with our work in the kingdom of God. Jesus calls us to endure the obstacle to gain our souls. And after pointing out the obstacles ahead for His followers, He made sure that they knew that He would provide them with guidance and protection every step along the way by saying that there will be words and wisdom that would be there for them when they had no idea what it was that they were to say. And protection with not a hair on your head perishing. I've always wondered, what do you do if you're bald, right? How do you interpret that verse? As you follow Jesus these days, trust Jesus as your guide and protector. Stay open to His words and wisdom by immersing yourself in them every day and applying them wherever you go. And as you go, rely on the protection God will provide along the way, trusting Him to uphold and strengthen you. 
As a follower of Jesus, you may never climb El Capitan, but you will do great things for God in this world and for eternity. May you echo the words that we heard earlier in the canticle, the first song of Isaiah. Surely it is God who saves me. I will trust in Him and not be afraid. For the Lord is my stronghold and my sure defense. And He will be my Savior. Amen.